Welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Welcome back to Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death, the podcast all about scary movies and trying to kill your girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Welcome to the month of April. So, spoiler alert, we're recording this all the way back. On March 12th, the at week. the height of the coronavirus. Well, at the height of the news of the coronavirus. Yeah. They say the worst is yet to come. Yeah. It is uh, in mid-March. Hmm. Welcome to the most star-studded entry we've ever had in a year. Because the 1st of April will be yeah. a year. Oh, yeah. Like, the first week of April will have been a year. Happy that anniversary. We, uh, we've been doing this. So this is Yay. kind of an anniversary show. And it's a weird one. Um... I had planned, planned some ghost movies for April, and then all this crazy coronavirus shit was going on, and I'm like... Please call it COVD-19. COVID-19. Okay. The corona The corona industry is very upset. Well, uh, I uh, I was like, I feel like we would be doing... Not, I won't say disservice. I feel like we would be... We're not taking advantage of the situation. Missing yeah. an opportunity... Prime opportunity. ...to not watch movies about... Infectious disease slash end of the world stuff. Okay. So that's, that's what we're doing not the movie Shivers. So here's what we're doing. Yay. April, all about infectious disease month. Are we watching Philadelphia? No. Oh. The movie's really sad. You know the video for that Bruce Springsteen song? Streets of Philadelphia? You know, Brian De Palma directed that. Ooh, full weird, circle. Weird fact for you. So, uh, what are we watching for the first week of Infectious Diseases? We're watching a movie that is not technically, when it was made, considered to be a horror movie, even though I think it is a horror movie. We're watching a movie that has came out, and I saw it in theaters, and people liked it, but they were like, meh, and then now I'm hearing a lot of people talk about it. We're watching Steven Soderbergh's 2011 film, Contagion. It sounds like it's about a virus. So. What? This movie's directed by, like I said, Steven Soderbergh. What year? It's 2011. Oh. The early, the more modern the movie, the scarier it is. So. At least for me, that has been the case. Okay. Uh, let's see. 2011. I was, I, I just had uh, the 10-year-old. Well, the soon-to-be 10-year-old. He, he celebrated his first birthday then. Uh, that's about it. I don't remember a whole lot. Do you not remember? I was thirty-one. So, two thousand eleven mm-hmm. is the year that uh, Congressman uh, Gabriel Giffords got shot in the head oh, outside man. that, that uh, store. Yeah, and it's also Fukushima. The Fukushima ball. <laughs> I'm thinking the Fushigi balls. Yeah, do you remember the earthquake off the coast of Japan yes. and then oh, the tidal God. wave and then yeah. the nuclear power uh, plant meltdown yes. and we were like, oh shit, the world's going to end, which is appropriate because That's now a, here we are again, people think the world's going to end, but this time from an infectious disease. Okay. Contagion. Oh, uh, uh, yay. 2011. It's also the year of the Arab Spring. You remember what that does whole that thing? Mean? Do you remember when all these, like Egypt and everyone started ousting their leaders? Oh, like, the protest. Oh, oh yeah, fuck. yeah, yeah. The Middle East is getting. I didn't lit. realize there was a name for that. Yeah, it was called the Arab Spring, and everyone was like, "Oh, Iran." I became a mom of two. I zoned out. Okay, so in the movie Contagion, who is in this? Well, hold on. Let me oh, forget. what are we up to? 
It's directed by Steven Soderbergh. Oh, we need to talk about that. <laughs> talk to me about Steven Soderbergh, Josh. So, Steven Soderbergh is the guy who made Sex, Lies, and Videotape. He made Aaron Brockovich. He made Traffic. He made all three of those Oceans movies, the remakes. Ocean, Ocean uh, 11, 11, 12, and 13. Mm-hmm. He made Magic Mike. <laughs> and he made two movies. Two. That involve West Virginia. So he shot a movie in Parkersburg, which yep. was super experimental, called Bubble. Oh, I thought you were the one. a lady that works in a factory making dolls. Okay. And then he made Logan Lucky, which takes place in West Virginia, mm-hmm. but wasn't shot here because we don't give anyone tax breaks to come here. Nope. But it was about West Virginia. So. That was uh, an interesting movie that I've seen twice. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. So... Are you ready for this cast? I'm ready for this cast. Okay. 2011. And I said... Star-studded. I wasn't kidding when I said star-studded. Star-studded. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, that Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Whoever, I always hear, Matt Damon <laughs> from Team America. Yep. Uh, he's Mitch Emhoff. He's, you've seen Good Bull Hunting. I mean, yeah. The Martian. Everybody knows who Matt Damon Everyone is. Everyone knows who Matt Damon is. Uh, Kate Winslet. <laughs> oh, yeah, from Titanic yeah. fame. Yep, Eternal Sunshine, right? She's Dr. Aaron Mears. Then Jude Law. Ooh. Right? Alan Crumweed. He's, He's in the Talented... There's a, there's three cast members from the Talented Mr. Ripley in this movie. And I like that movie, Talented Mr. Ripley. I think it's a good time. Never seen uh, it. Not a good time, but it's a good movie. Never seen uh, it. He's also in Grand Budapest and Closer. He is in that. I like that. Uh, okay, rounding out... Your third person, along with Matt Damon and Jude Law, to be in... And Kate Winslet. Uh, no, she's not in Oh, the, Mr. Ripley. Sorry. Is uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, okay. Beth Imhoff. Uh, Shakespeare in Love. Iron Man. Seven. Tons of things. Goop. Uh, vagina scented candles? Is yeah, that a thing? I guess. I wasn't really sure. Um, okay. I don't tend to even care. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marion Cotillard. I don't know who that is. She, you will know when you see her. Um, she was Edith Piaf in Le on Rose. She was in Inception. She was in that third uh, Christopher Nolan Batman movie. And the other, there's a couple more people that we'll talk about in the back half, but the last main character I kind of want to talk about is Lawrence Fishburne is in this movie. Hey! Um, from The Matrix. And yes. Now, and Pee-wee's Playhouse. <laughs> That's uh, right, he played the cowboy guy. Fun fact, my brother once nicknamed him Larry Fishdix, and that name stuck. For a long time. <laughs> Forever. He still calls him Larry Fishdix. Okay. Hey, Lawrence man. Fishburne. Sorry if you're a fan. Partying it out. No, he, he really likes Lawrence Fishburne. It's a it's a term of endearment. <laughs> Only the best can be called Larry Fishdix. Yeah. Okay. So this movie features five Oscar winners with Matt Damon, Gwyneth Paltrow, Kate Winslet, Marion Cotillard, and... Steven Soderbergh, the director, and five Oscar nominees with Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, we didn't talk about him, but Elliot Gould's in this. Hey. John Hawks, uh, Jude Law, and Brian Cranston is in this movie. Really? Yeah. This uh, is a star-studded movie. This movie has literally everyone they could round up. It's like they went to the Oscars and they're like, you, 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 and you. Let's go make a movie. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of people to look for. Is there any, like, is there like a cameo or anything that we should look for that, that? I, health, I mean, <laughs> keep your eyes open. There's tons of people. There's a ton movie. of people. 
All right, so now we're at the part of the show where Josh shows me an original poster for the movie, and I try to discern meaning, figure out what this sh movie is going to be about, but uh, seeing as how it's Infectious Disease Month, I assume it's going to be about an infectious disease. Uh, I'm going to give you a heads up before you even look at this poster. Okay. This is a typical Hollywood, look at our cast, it's incredible. Oh, poster. yeah. It's just, let's just show off this It's like cast. a Brady Bunch of everybody in the cast. That's all. Yeah, I assume it's going to be about an infectious disease and how it's spread. Done. What if it's about, what if it's a virus that you get from eating bats? How weird would that be? It's a prequel to Batman. No, that, isn't that how this coronavirus thing started? COVID-19, I apologize. COVID-19. COVID-19. I'm not sure how it started. I think that's an internet rumor. I don't know if it's true or not. Who knows? Mm, okay. It, honestly, uh, by the time this comes out, it might just be the machines. We might all be dead. Ooh, so. this is our last one. Happy anniversary. <laughs> so this movie's pretty recent. I'm sure it's on Amazon, top and HBO as well. Uh, I think it's on Cinemax. Well, yeah. And you can rent it on Amazon. So Sounds good to me. Join us, won't you? Do it to it. Mind the doors. Bye. a groundbreaking ceremony for a new factory. Did she mention seeing anyone who was sick? Anyone on a plane at the airport? No. She said she was jet-lagged. The average person touches their face three to five times every waking minute. In between, we're touching doorknobs, water fountains, and each other. Beth. Go up to your room, honey. So we have a virus with no treatment protocol and no vaccine at this time. You had a seizure this morning, Beth. Is she before? a history of seizures? No, no, no. Allergies? No. As of last night, there were 32 cases. Unfortunately, she did die. Right. I said, can I go talk to her? Mr. Armoff, your wife is dead. What are you talking about? What happened to her? What happened to her? Is there any way someone could weaponize the bird flu? Is that what we're looking at? Someone doesn't have to weaponize the bird flu. The birds are doing that. Watch this. It's transmission. So we just need to know which direction. On day one, there were two people, and then four, and then 16. In three months, it's a billion. That's where we're headed. They're calling out the National Guard. They're moving the president underground. People will panic. Get away! It will tip over. The truth is being kept from the world. Cook your samples, destroy everything. Hello. I need you to get me the names of everyone who serviced this room. It's an emergency. You can't panic now. I know. I'm gonna get you home. I got people too, Dr. Cheever. We all do. Don't talk to anyone. Don't touch anyone. Stay away from other people. We're back in your car. We're not sick! It's figuring us out faster than we're figuring it out. It's mutated. Welcome back, listeners. 
Um, quick announcement. Uh, we have to talk about Kevin. It's no longer the scariest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Just did it? Pretty sure it was Contagion. Because I'm living that right now. And my lips to God's ears, I'll never need to know about what it feels like. And we need to talk about Kevin. Oh, Contagion was so rough. Yeah, months ago this wasn't even considered a horror movie. Now it's frightfully accurate. Now it's like a reality documentary. Mm -hmm. I'm not happy with it. And just like the movie, real life will be ended thanks to Gwyneth Paltrow. So, uh, Cindy. Yeah? What did A, what did you think of this movie? And B, could you recap the plot? Oh my gosh. I did not like this movie. Only because it is so accurate in retrospect. Uh, we are recording this early. So we're recording this and it's only... I am in week two of Cabin Fever. I would, I have not really... Not the horror movie Cabin Fever. Not the movie, well, it might turn to that. Uh... I'm trying to think. We were released uh, the on Friday, and then I had a whole week, and now I am at 10, 11, 12. I'm 13 days in. Life has been a little crazy. The quarantine has just began. This movie, this is scheduled to drop like in April sometime because we have nothing to do. We're getting ahead of the podcast game. Um, True story. And watching Contagion was just like watching a documentary of them uh, them being the CDC trying to figure out how what how a disease spreads and how it kills so quick so quick and it's gross uh, that's what the movie's about slash what I think about it <laughs> does that count um, this is a hard movie to watch in this climate. But it was a good movie. Uh, we now know that it is more like a, hmm, the way that the government behaved in that movie is the way I wish our government had behaved in that movie. Because we have since learned that Lawrence Fishburne's character was let go of in the Trump administration. He got, he dismissed Everyone who was part of, right? The, the pandemic. pandemic yeah, the pandemic yeah. team was, you know, let go um, the first few weeks of his presidency. And it is a cluster. Deemed a non-essential expense. And look what's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, before you get into kind of a quick recap of the plot. Mm-hmm. I just want to start by telling you this is how kind of why I wanted to do this movie. So Warner Brothers um, had this listed in their catalog as 270. It was a 270th most rented watched movie currently in their catalog. Right? Okay. Um, that was in December. And now? By Jan- the end of January, beginning of February, it had moved into second place. Yeah. Like, so everyone out there is watching this movie. So we're not the only ones. I guarantee it's probably, like, number one at this point. Like, people are all about this movie mm-hmm. right now. Because it's, we're trying to make... Like, we're living in an era where something... We've never seen this outside of movies. And 
different people are saying different things. The mm-hmm. president's saying one thing, like the person he hired we're to maintain to... everything is saying a different thing. Like no one can give anyone a straight answer. And we're living in the safest spot right now, which I never thought I would say. West Virginia was the last state to fall. Um, and our numbers are pretty low. We're at 39. We won that final four. <laughs> uh, we, yeah, the one year. Um, let's see. There are 39 confirmed cases in our state. And we have four in the county where we live. Um, which sounds really so, 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 so insignificant looking at other major cities. But our entire state is only a fraction of the population of like Long Island. Like, there's not a lot of people who live here. <laughs> Just shy of a million people living in the entire state. <laughs> we're not the least populous state, but we're not. But we're definitely we're not damn near close. Yeah, we're not. We're no Wyoming. Yeah, like that. So when we're talking like oh, 64 people or 39 people, that we're getting the numbers are getting larger and larger and larger. It was one three days ago. Yeah, well, and now we're up to. Almost 40. We're also testing people before we didn't have any tests. True. So. Try not to get too panicky about it. But uh, if you are on any type of social media and you know people who like movies, they're putting out their lists of the movies that you have to watch. And the those are all the movies that we have scheduled for this month, I believe. Okay. So Contagion. Contagion tells the story of essentially that how a disease is spread and how efforts are made to maintain and uh, contain it and find a cure and it's just like a timeline of that and it's told from the perspective of patient zero who you find out at the very 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 end it was like a certain type of bat with a certain type of disease had to eat a certain type of food and transmit it somehow to a certain type of pig and it just so happened that she shook the hand of a guy who was who had slaughtered the pig and not washed his hands properly which is what this coronavirus COVID-19 is all about and it's so scary the the disease in the movie is called MEV1 yeah uh and it was created by Dr. Ian Lipkin he was a professor of epidemiology at Columbia University School of Public Health he was the consultant on the movie, and they needed a disease to be put together. For How did movie. he come up with that name? And he said the virus is based on the traits of the Nipah virus from Malaysia in the late 90s. Oh, my uh, God. It was passed from pigs to people. And it also um, has some H1N1 in it. Like So the MEV virus, MEV1 in this movie, is composed of bat and pig DNA. And H1N1 was from pigs, mm-hmm. and SARS was from bats. So mm. he kind of just took both of those with the Nipah virus and kind of kind of blended it. What we have now, <laughs> what we have now. Yeah. So it's and, not been confirmed that it was from bad bat soup, but that's the internet rumor, right? Isn't that the latest one? Who knows? Oh my I hear gosh. the president yell China one more time. He's the worst. Lose my fucking mind. Okay, so. Throughout the movie, there is there is kind of a basic character that you fall, and that is Patient Zero's husband, who for some reason has an has immunity to this. Because it's Matt Damon. Um, but, you know, he, you know, he's kind of the protagonist of the film. You follow him and his daughter, his wife and his stepson have died, um, obviously. They're Patient Zero and Patient One. Um, 
but he he find out he find out he find out when he found out that his wife was having an affair um through trying to figure out who she had made contact with and he was like oh before we were married there was a guy named phil in chicago and they were like okay and sure enough phil from chicago um phil's voice on the phone by the way is steven soderbergh the film director (laughs) just um the only thing about this movie that wasn't believable even from now him having immunity or him being immune from of this disease i feel like they would have swarmed him they would have been taking blood samples trying to figure out what it is about him that he gets to be immune because that would help lead to a cure i guess well they dismiss that by it would take too long kate winslet talks to him and he's like you need my blood like can you make some sort of like vaccine out of it and she's like blood serums take an insane long insane amount of time to make so oh. by then it would have probably yeah, mutated and so they do moved on so that is something that. later on that they would probably talk about but not in the middle of a pandemic so yeah so that's what this movie's about and it is a lot the IMDB synopsis is Healthcare professionals, government officials, and everyday people find themselves in the midst of a pandemic as the CDC works to find a cure. Yeah. Boom. AKA March 2020. And most of it's in America. There is some stuff in China with Marianne Cotillard, who was six months pregnant when she made this movie. They had to like shoot around that. Oh, I didn't notice that at all. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. She is a very slender woman. She's a very tiny lady. Um, She's French. She just survives on like snails and... Cigarettes. Love Hopefully not while pregnant. Um, my takeaway from this movie is I don't I can't even there is no takeaway. Like this is what is happening. It's a little eerie to watch. Um But yeah, I don't I don't think I there's not a lot I can take away from this. This movie really upset me for a long time. Um it's actually been a few days since we before the like First half and second half of this movie. It took me a little minute to chill out. Definitely worrisome. The difference between the movie uh, disease and COVID-19 is that in the movie, this that, that pandemic, it, it was a deadly virus. It killed you in within hours, right? It was like two days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, like, it was two days. She comes home, like Gwyneth Patrick comes home and dies like a couple days, like two days later. And then he goes to the hospital with her, comes home, and their son is dead. That's right. But he had been, yeah, that's right. Oh my gosh, it, it that kind of it did that that kind of stuff happened pretty fast. Um, hmm. And anyway, so th- there is that. I mean, if we, if tomorrow one of us in the house find out that we have COVID nineteen, we'll probably be miserable for a week. Right, but we'll. But, we're we're relatively healthy Odds are here. In our favor. Um, the yeah. So that's real life. That's kind of the the very slender silk strand that I am holding on to. Um, let me snap that strand by oh, telling you. This movie was written about in the New Scientists um, magazine mm-hmm. with an article called "Contagion Doesn't Skimp on Science" from November. Sorry. Whoever their consultant was, that's a kudos in his cap. And essentially scientists were like, okay, they glammed some stuff up for Hollywood. But 
the science is pretty on point in this movie. Like, this is how this would happen for the most part. Um, That's terrifying. So, yeah. <laughs> Just, there you go. And this, this movie made a fair amount of money, including my money. It was made for $60 million. I'm sure most of that was paying everyone in it because this movie has yeah it has a star-studded everyone. cast but it made 136 which i'm su- kind of surprised there's not a sequel <laughs> you think well <laughs> like contagion how, 2 yeah electric Blue. uh how well, many could squeeze the sequel out of this movie wouldn't surprise me like it's back they could follow Lawrence fish burns character like trial well no i mean like, because he's head of the cdc scientist. Becomes a disgraced scientist, <laughs> loses his job, becomes homeless, lives on the streets in New York, forms a bum network, becomes their king, and that's his character in the John Wick movies. I have not put the John oh, Wick movies look at you. In, the, in the Contagion world. They're shared universe. Well, look at you. Shared universe. Oh, so proud of you. Uh <laughs> thematic so this is the part of the time where we talk about like the thematic elements what were the secret what were the secret themes there were done what did they Trojan horse into this movie uh, viruses more than goddamn terrifying wash your damn hands uh you're gonna get super bored having to be inside for so long oh man are you gonna dress up in a tuxedo and take me to prom like, in our living a room tuxedo in this house is there one hidden? If there's one hidden, I will wear it. I think your suit jacket from if your brother's in wedding is in the closet. Size. It's not from my brother's wedding. Oh, well, you have a blazer. We did not wear suits in our... We just wore shirts and... Oh, and suspenders. It was yeah. super cute. I remember no that. jackets because it was hot as balls. Long sleeve shirts, though. Yeah. Is what it is. <laughs> Anthony had to wear a full suit, but he was the best man. Eh, yeah, okay. if you can hear this, Nathan, how come I wasn't the best man? Eh, you're I the older brother. I understand. It's whatever. I'm just taking what's. <laughs> Did you get to officiate? No, that <laughs> Anthony's the best man. You get to officiate. No, he okay. didn't. Yeah, well, I could go for hours talking about Nathan's wedding and the insanity that was. But this movie does not follow our next segment, the Arkov formula, because it's not. It wasn't meant to. It's not an exploitation It's not supposed all. to be a horror movie. It was more like, oh, here's like a science-y type movie. The way that we used to look at The Net with Sandra Bullock in the 90s. Like, oh, this is just how it is. Um, old Sandy Bullock. Old Sandy Bullock. Remember when she was like married to the to Jesse James for a hot minute? Yeah. That was weird. That was wild. Okay, weirdly, when I think of Sandra Bullock, you know what I think of? The porn star? No. I that Jesse James was married to before her. Do you remember the movie Gravity she was in, where it was in space? Mm-hmm. I just remember seeing that movie and I was like, eh. But there was a Canadian astronaut who got kicked out of the movie theater because he was drunk and he was shouting during the opening night viewing of everything that was scientifically inaccurate with the movie. <laughs> he's just drunk in the audience and he's like, that don't work that way. That wouldn't work that way. This is how this shit would go down. and people. Maybe like, he was drunk because he hey, was bro. supposed to be the science. <laughs> yeah. I just enjoy the fact that... An astronaut was drunk. Every yelling. time I think about Sandra Bullock, that pops into my head. Like just a drunk astronaut being like, Smooth bullshit. Science is all wrong. It <laughs> <laughs> makes me happy. Uh, would you watch this again? Yeah. Yeah, I would. 
I mean, like, right now? No. But at some point in my life? Yeah, at some point in my life, I'd watch this again. I would watch this again to be like, this is what it was like. This is what it was like. And I pray it doesn't get to the end, which is everybody has to wear a barcode for whether you've been at you know, got inoculated or not. they get vaccines up by lottery? Yeah. The lottery date... it's not like that. The lottery date they picked was March 10th. Which, Mm -hmm. uh, that was the day in 1995 that the movie Outbreak came out. Do you remember that movie? Outbreak? With Dustin Hoffman? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, with the monkey bit him. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, we're all there. March 10th. uh, March 13th would be my last day in the public. The last day in the public eye. Well, there you go. This movie... Weirdly overlapped. I mean, okay. I don't want to sell this movie as in like, oh my god, it was fucking terrifying and da da da. Like, I will. It was a really well made movie with a lot of really yeah, great yeah, performances. Yes, yeah, so I'll give it that. Um, I begrudgingly say. Who do you think was the the superstar of this movie? Like, if you're gonna give an award, an acting award to this movie, who would you give it to? Marie, the the Mary, French woman. Marie Cotillard. Yeah, Marie Cotillard. Uh, she's so pretty. <laughs> well, I wouldn't do, no, but, uh, so she plays a woman who is working on the Asian side. She works for the who? At, right, well, yeah, she works for the WHO, but she's over in Asia trying to figure out, like, she's at, at the um, ground zero, so to speak, mm-hmm. trying to find how it all happened. And she ends up getting kidnapped by this village that's just desperate for a cure. Yeah. And they're so low on a list to get immune, to get the vaccine that it'll never happen. Um, and so her, her, her story arc was probably my favorite, um, out of the whole thing. I didn't really, Matt Damon's wasn't believable. Like his wife died, his stepson died. He found out that she's like screwing around on him. And I don't know. I feel like he could have done more to portray that. I I feel like there's not any part of this movie or any, any role that I was like, eh, um, I did like Matt Damon. I won't say he's my favorite. Who's your favorite? I did buy his breakdown in the closet when he was like getting ready for the yeah. Prom. But he should have that should have happened much earlier on. I get that, but also there's the thing about there's a type of person that when shit goes totally sideways, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, I gotta hold my shit together. And he was just like, lockstep, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. We're all fine. We're fine. We're fine. And then Mm. when they had a vaccine and her boyfriend was vaccinated and could come over and it seemed like they were, they got to finally move past it. Was when he finally. That's when he was just like, all right. Oh my God. I guess. I don't know. I just, I guess I expected that to be a little more developed. His kind of inner struggle to maintain but it's whatever um, i would say for me mm-hmm. the the two characters i liked the most were Lawrence fishburne and kate winslet kate winslet only worked on this movie for like 10 days yeah she wasn't and she was fucking incredible in it she's a good actress however hmm. not my favorite character but but who I would give the award for best actor in this movie? Who? Jude Law. Really? Why? Because Jude Law 
Jude Law plays this one hundred percent the person in an epi- in a pandemic that I am like, yeah, he's going to be there for sure. But for like medical community and you know conspiracy theories and stuff like that. And you know what's crazy? And what? I'm sorry. This is going to get political for a second, and I'm sure this is going to terrify Cindy, and this is going to piss someone out there off. But his character mm. in the context of the coronavirus shit is the fucking president of the, of the United, United States. States. It's true. Uh, going out there and saying, I hear this drug helps, and people are taking it, and it's not It's not doing anything, because it's not. It. Yeah. I mean, Jude Law's whole thing is he pretends to get sick. Mm-hmm. records a like a video blog thing like an early youtube clip of him uh-huh. like wrapped up like like oh and taking this homeopathic uh extract of the forsythia plant and he even says if i'm around tomorrow we'll know it works and then he's going around in a homemade suit mm-hmm. and selling this like product yep and people are they even like bail him out of jail when he gets arrested mm-hmm. like he is the fox news Donald Trump equivalent in this movie. Yes. Of like, you know, I'm here to make a buck off this. I don't care how many people have to die. I'm legit going to make money on yep. this. And and the people are going to love me for it. He ends up getting a bit of his comeuppance in the end, but not as much as I wished he would have. Uh, I can see why that would be. I mean, it's a good character and it was an interesting element because you're right. There's such an element of truth to his character and what role he plays in a pandemic it's just really disheartening to know that that's what's in charge of our few yeah um i think Lawrence fishburne is the best in this movie as far as like who is the person that i gravitated to and i thought just slayed it he has like human moments where he breaks down and tells his wife like you need to get out of town um oh yeah he's he's like the every man who's like what's interesting is in that movie he got he caught such hell for giving his wife a heads up to get the hell out of town. Meanwhile, when it does actually happen in the real world in March 2020, we have politicians who, when told ahead of time, didn't have to move their family out of the way. Instead, dumped out their fucking stock because they knew that the economy was going to tank. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, this is going to be a hard episode. I'm sorry. It, this is just a hard topic i guess it's weird because i think the longer we talk about this movie and we talk about what's going on now the more we devolve into our separate camps of go-tos with the shit like the all of this like this movie and what's going on in the real world scares you and makes you sad Mm -hmm. right you're you have been angry i've been so mad Like, so incredibly angry the past couple days. Like, it just blows my mind. That we're in this position? That, no, I mean, anyone, anyone can find themselves in this position. The fact that we're here and then people are, like, now looking back and saying, oh, all of these firewalls were in place and they were all systematically taken down to save money. And then now we have the, like, Congress is squabbling over, like, we need to send money out and, like, help people no they but, they, but they're not one one part of congress one of the two parties is like we just need to create a big slush fund for fortune Potter. they want to do the trickle down economics and so they want to do a big slush fund for companies to bail them out while big companies while they don't have any customers rather than giving the american customer 
the, the people a check in hand so that they can, you know, buy aspirin, that which is apparently the only thing you can take for this thing, or they can buy food to stay inside. Like, well, both uh, parties want to give us money. One party wants to give us a one time thousand dollar payment, uh, and then give billions of dollars to right large corporations because that's the hellscape we live in in America. Meanwhile, in Canada, uh, if I have been informed correctly, in Canada, all mortgage payments have been halted. All student loan payments have been halted. They're getting nine hundred and fifty dollars. They don't have student loans. Well, something is being like mortgage loans and something else are being they're like, halted. They're um, every citizen is getting nine hundred and fifty dollars. Gas payments, electric. Yeah, all all, all all their utilities are halted, and then every citizen is getting like a check and granted it's only like i think a thousand dollars a month or it might be a thousand dollars every two but if weeks you don't have to make, if you don't have to pay any bills right it's easy to make that shit spread yes so as you know the economy's tanking and the virus is spreading we're crazy i got an email from sally may saying like we know these are troubled times please let us know when you can make a payment on your student loans yep and i want to be like never motherfucker because never this we are Oh, what a sad episode this is. Okay. Any fun facts about this movie? Kind of sparkled them in as we talked. Okay. Anything we didn't get the chance to talk about or go over? There were a lot of names in this movie. Uh, not really. I mean, we kind of talked a lot about it in the first half. Um, you know, I, I just want to point out that I saw this movie in theaters. Came out. <laughs> of course uh, you did. I was one of the reasons it made $136 million. Yes. Um... It's not a... I mean, it's a good movie. It's not a great movie to watch now. Uh, things were... If it was, you know, full sail ahead, sunny days, no problems, mm. maybe watch it then. And this is just a Tuesday that we were recording and going to work the next day. Yeah. yeah. However, I will say this. What? About this movie and this current real-life pandemic. We're going to make it through. We're going to be Okay. We don't have a choice. Like, and I'll be honest with you, I anticipate things will be better once it's over. Things will be better after it was over, after this is over, than they were before this happened. I think people are starting to realize, like, hey, uh, I deserve health care that yeah. I can afford. Or, uh, hey, you know those people that you guys are like, you know, they work at Kroger, they don't deserve a minimum wage that's high enough to live off of. Well, now they're essential workers. Yeah. Uh, they're the ones who really did help us out when the government did not. It's not CEOs of large corporations that are out helping It's not people. the guy from Hobby Lobby who's making all his employees work because God told him to. We're all in this together. And I, I just feel like after this is over, people are really going to demand something be different. I hope. Uh, we will see. Also, we'll see. Silver lining. We talked about this. Like CO two is falling. Like it's yeah, it's getting better. It's helping global warming a little. You just gotta find those little silver lining pockets wherever you can. What's next week's episode? We're gonna be okay. Is guys. it gonna be as hard as this one? We're gonna be okay, y'all. Uh, next week is so much more fun. What are we watching next week? Mayhem. 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 Mayhem? Mayhem. Mayhem. Now I get it. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. 
It's a another shelter, end of the world movie, shelter in place disease movie, but it is way more ridiculous. Less, it's not an end of the world stakes. apocalypse. Movie. Definitely not an end of the world okay. movie. More like I'm angry at my job and I'm going to murder everyone here. Oh, uh, we're watching no a Josh movie. Gotcha. So, well, <laughs> until then, I'm Josh and I'm Cindy and I'm still his girlfriend. Yeah, true. Stay. Hold on. Stay safe. Wash your goddamn hands.